Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. Thank you for being here wherever and whenever you are listening to this podcast. Your presence is much appreciated. You already know, but it's worth repeating. An Immigrant's Life is available on every podcasting platform, including YouTube. So subscribe now to make sure you never miss an episode. And please remember to give us that five-star rating as well. Lastly, you can find more An Immigrant's Life content by checking our social media accounts, which is at An Immigrant's Life. There you can find some reels, posting, sometimes I put some helpful tips and whatnot, just cool stuff overall. So check it out. And if you want to send an email, our email is at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. That's the biz. Now, let's talk about the episode. The guest on this episode is such a fantastic motivator and mental coach that he'll inspire you to get up off of your feet, and break that bad cycle that you are in. But if you are already in a positive space, this episode will also give you an extra motivation. So, get ready to have your full potential unlocked while I get to the point. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a pro basketball player, a coach, and a CEO. He'll break your ankle with a crossover and then coach you back to health because he's a mental skill assistant. Everyone, please welcome Daniel Mullings. Yes, 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 sir. Thank you for having me, man. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. Thank you for agreeing to come on as a guest, man. I really do appreciate, man. Of course, of course. And I really appreciate you just for, um, you know, reaching out and uh, wanting to meet me to be a part of your uh, platform and everything that you got going on man it's it's amazing what you're doing hmm. and um you know i'm just super thankful and appreciative thank you i appreciate it man like like i said when we were talking i was like i don't know if he's gonna say yes but <laughs> i'm gonna message him anyway yeah <laughs> you know so i i get into this spot of like i'm gonna ask like i'm hesitant to ask people but then and then i'll tell myself like what are they gonna say yes or no you're not gonna right. die exactly <laughs> exactly. I think I got to that form of thinking at a certain point as well. You know, sometimes when we psych ourselves out about certain things, um, mm. you know, uh, whether it's events that's coming up or, you know, like I can attribute that to like a basketball game. Mm. And then you, you, you we're just so much into our own heads that we're thinking so much. And then you got to take a step back and it's like, yo, what more like what can happen? It's either we're going to win this game with all the work we put in or. We, we may lose because in each game there's a winner and a loser and obviously we're aiming to win but you know that's what it is you put your best work forward and you do your part mm-hmm. and the rest will take care of itself exactly trust the process yes trust the process man that's a real thing yeah that's what that's what I tell when I used to coach kids and when I you know talk to my kids I have two kids and I say hey dude put in the work and right. most of the time good things will happen Mm-hmm. The result exactly. doesn't really matter, right? Of course, you want to win, like you said, right? right? But right. The, like the if you put in the work, you're good. 
Yes, man. It's like putting in the work and also being genuine about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like genuinely wanting to um, whatever you want to attain is being genuine about it, not just doing it solely for, um, you know, a, a specific reason or um, of just maintaining or, or achieving something that's going to make you look cool for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's you genuinely um, wanting to get better, to be better and to really achieve greatness and whatever that greatness looks like for you. Amen. hundred percent. Anyways, um, Mullings, where is that name from? Um, so that's actually uh, my my dad's last name. Mm. Um, I actually have two last names. So it's Walden Mullings, but I just okay. go by. Uh, Mullings. Mullings is like the thing, the name that made me like it is what I was I'm known by. If you <laughs> just like people, a lot of people, especially growing up, like from high school, because that, that was a name. My last name, people just started calling me that mm-hmm. um, Like in high school. One person called me that and then the whole school and that just followed. And everybody mm-hmm. was just Mullings, Mullings, this and that. And mm-hmm. um that was kind of like that, that. That's my identity, man. And um, yeah, and then it's funny because it started off as the full thing as Mullings, and then as it seems to be like in high school it was Mullings, then we get to college, and then it starts getting shorter. Then it goes D Malls, then we're <laughs> Malls, then it's you know, then it's it's Mully, then it's um, so now um, we've gotten to a point where it's just Mully now. Like that's it's, it's just permanently, yeah. So that is, uh, it's uh, that's what my what it is now, and it's mm. trippy because I have a I have a younger brother who's mm. um, who's also Mullings, and mm. um, so it, it trips me out now because <laughs> I was the one that everyone is calling Mullings. You're the Mully. original. I'm the original, and now so I'm like when we're hanging around and people go, "Yo, Mully," and then we both look. And I'm like, oh shit! Like this is tripping me out, bro. Like I'm the original man. Like <laughs> you're not the cool one anymore. He's the cool I'm one now. The, yeah, I'm not the top dog no more, man. You're like, too nah, old now. Yeah, <laughs> he, nah, he got it. <laughs> That's funny, man. You said you have two last names. I know you were raised by an amazing single mom. Yes, Walden sir. is your mom's last name. Yes, sir. Yeah. How is growing up with a single mom? And you know, how many siblings do you have? So I have. Um, in total, I have three, um, okay. I, but I grew up with uh, two, um, mm. my younger brother, Jermaine, um, and then uh, my youngest brother, uh, TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and then after I have a, a little sister as well on my dad's side, mm-hmm. uh, Kaya. So there's, you know, there's, uh, there's, I got three younger siblings. I'm the oldest. and mm. But I, within the household with my, my mom, having a single mom, just um, complete soldier, warrior, man. So, it's, you know, we're raising us off survival, mm-hmm. right? Um, surviving is all she knows because when she she got here, maybe around, you know, around teenager. Where's she um, from? Jamaica. Mm. So it's like um, when she got here, it's like, you know, you know, um, you know, being um, an immigrant from somewhere else, it's like coming here, you have to figure that shit out, right? You're, Quick. You're like, you have to survive. It's like you're, you're basically survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. You got to figure this shit out. Yep. Um, so like her, it's just figuring this shit out. And then um, for me, I, um, learning a lot of being able to learn a lot of lessons and pick up on a lot of things, just being mm-hmm. around her 
being the oldest. So a lot of my survival skills and skills that I have like as a man, as far as um, learning, knowing how to clean, mm-hmm. knowing how to, knowing how to cook. Like that's a big thing. Like early, <laughs> early I used to be in the kitchen while she was cooking and stuff. And then mm. she used to just make me do shit. Like mm-hmm. after a while, she just made me do shit. Okay. This is how you wash the rice and how you make rice. Boom. You know, I'm, mm. I'm observing at the same time. And then, um, with the chicken, you know, she started when she was frying chicken. And then after it got into, um, you know, I'm on my way from home from work, uh, take the chicken out, um, and then, you know, season the chicken and fry it up, put it in the flour with the egg, put the flour, put it in. And then, so I, I started picking up on shit. Right. And, um, and then, of course, um, her being a single mother, so having to work on top of raising us, um, it's a lot of work. So, excuse me, when I got to, you know, a certain age, uh, pretty young, though, I would say then I became also one of the, you know, a big uh, key in the house, just a provider, just, you know, just taking care of helping her, taking care of my, my brothers, man, um, and being able to um, just make food. While she's at work, you know what I mean? So she doesn't have to worry about that, take care of the house, whether it's washing the dishes and cleaning, things of that nature. Um, and it really like helped to prepare me um, mm. just as a man and just to be able to have those skills as well. Um, because, you know, it's funny, obviously, um, you know, traveling um, because of basketball, getting a scholarship and then going to school, um, you know, in the States. And um, fast forward to being a professional and being by yourself and having and having to um, uh, when you're by yourself obviously the easy option is to go ahead and buy food but you're wasting a lot of money right mm. on, on takeout and shit like that and that's not the healthier um, alternative mm-hmm. so having those skills learned from her uh, being able to apply that directly and um, you know navigate my life was um you know, something that's amazing, man. And um, I applaud her and all the single mothers and single parents in general yeah, because the shit is, um, the shit is really, it's difficult, man. It's hard, and um, especially for her raising three boys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she was, uh, she's very. Like, anybody that knows my mom, she's like very. Um, she's tough, man. You know, it's tough love. Um, she, she she's tough because of that survival mode and having to obviously understanding having to raise boys into men um that you know um of course like she um helped mold us and mold me into the person that i am today man and hmm. um, i'm super appreciative and thankful um that you know she, that she was the one that was uh, raising her and ha- I'm happy to have her as a mother as well mm-hmm. right um, MVP you know what I mean that's the real MVP just like throughout throughout life man just uh, within uh, life and also basketball just being supportive of mm-hmm. um, you know I'm the oldest so when I was getting into basketball she didn't really know much about basketball mm. right but her willingness to learn to be able to go along and to support my love for the game. And mm. then my brother's trailing after me, man, is something that, um, you know, that is, it's just priceless, man. It's something that just shows um, her dedication um, mm. where a lot of people's parents, 
you know, didn't really come out to watch them play, maybe didn't believe in them or didn't have the time. Mm. But she's always been a believer and this, this is what she want to do. I'm going to support it and we'll get it by any means. That's beautiful, man. The sacrifice that they that your mom did, man. I mean, for to be a single mom and to have time to watch your games, that's that's props, you know? Yeah, man. It's it's something that I admire, man. And and now, you know, being a parent myself and and with my daughter mm. um, and understanding that, yo, when you bring life onto this earth, that um that was part of our choice like we didn't they didn't ask to get here so mm. as as part of our duties is we have to be able to take care of responsibilities and make sacrifices understanding that this shit is not only about ourselves anymore mm. right like you, you you got you brought life here so take care of your duties and whatever sacrifices so um it's like a thing where If I know I got to see my daughter, um, you know, in the morning, tomorrow or afternoon, mm. if I know I'm going to go out um, and I say, um, Zara, I'm going to come get you at 11 or 10, whatever the time is, whatever I do, I choose to do that night prior, um, I better get my ass up and go make sure I, I follow through my duty. Right. There's, yeah, that shit is on me. I wanted to drink or I wanted to party and do whatever and stay up all night. So now, um, you know, I need to take that responsibility and look myself in the mirror as a man and say, whatever, regardless, I don't care how you got to get up, but make sure you're there, right? 100%, man. Plus, you know, if you ever, ever one time you partied and you didn't show up, she'll be waiting. Of course, and man. And man, that's... that's just one trauma already that's hard to fix. Of course, man. They don't, they, they don't, uh, they don't forget. They, no. they they really don't forget and it's like yeah dad you remember when you said this and so uh, <laughs> they're the best teachers of course the best teachers I've learned so much from my kids more than I learned from any book or any person okay how many, how many do I you got have? two that I know okay. of that you know of that we know of <laughs> yeah you know I got two two boys I only make boys okay nice you know? nice <laughs> Yeah, they like I said, like they're getting into basketball now, and I, I never push them to like the mm -hmm. the game. I love the game. That's you know, it's one of my favorite, my favorite game. Yeah, but I, I never push them. But I see that they're liking it. Hey, right, go ahead. You know, I'll never push them to do something that they don't want to do. How right. about you? I what? How how you approaching Zara with that? That's how I feel too. Like I, I know initially, you know what I mean. Like when you, when you're having, uh, you know, a little one, you're like, yeah. If you play the sport or whatever you do, it's like, yeah, I want her to go down. And but <laughs> I feel like I kind of um, looked at it from a different perspective. And although I'd love it if she, you know, if she um, wanted to pursue basketball, mm -hmm. it's not. That's not the only thing for me, man. It's not like a make it or break it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't want to force anything. I, I'll make jokes with her and be like, "Come watch this basketball game with me, man. You're at that age now. Come watch this basketball game." And it's like, "No, daddy, I don't. I told you, I don't want to." But <laughs> Uh, it's funny she'll she'll say like around me she doesn't want to but then after like she like you know her mom will tell me like she 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 watched like the um the the NCAA mm. uh, women's finals I love and it. so stuff like that so it's like for her man everything is open for you um, mm. do what you do what you like do what you enjoy I I truly don't care what it is mm. and I I once I see that you enjoy that and and that's what you're 
um, leaning towards and you have my full support in whatever you do. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not judging you for whatever you want to play. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be upset because you don't want to uh, play basketball. That's okay. That's, that was, then that means that was my, um, that's part of my legacy. And that was my, um, you know, path. And mm-hmm. you may not have the same path as far as that. So, and mm-hmm. that's then, and that's perfectly fine with me. Everybody has their own um, like niche. And mm-hmm. once you find that, then I'm here to, to support you like okay. wholeheartedly. Hundred, hundred. What do you love about being a dad? Um, I love like just knowing that she's just perfect. Like she's just. It's like I can. Um, whenever I'm ha- I'm like having a shit day, or a lot is going on, mm. whether it's just like just everyday life, or it's like um, basketball wise, and I just feel like a lot of shit is going on. We just lost a game played like shit, something like that, I will call her. You know what I mean? I just Sometimes it'll, I'll just find myself saying, man, I just, let me talk to my, my kid, man. I just want to <laughs> talk to my daughter, man. And then, like, she's not a phone girl, so if I had to call her or whatever for that little second mm-hmm. of me just talking to her, um, and it's, she seems to know whenever I need to talk to her because that's the day that she'll be, oh, what's up, daddy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, start <laughs> talking, having a deeper conversation, and that's like, the things that I can appreciate that like your eyes is just, just so innocent. She's just so beautiful and, and, you know, special that, um, um, you know, that whenever I'm feeling down, I feel like she just brings my spirit, like her energy, um, just being around her and her energy is just, you know, helps me. And she's just amazing. Um, Mm. just seeing her growth and, um, you know, just seeing her growth and her, mature and develop is um is amazing man it's just there's nothing like it you know seeing um your 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 child just happy smiling um and just enjoying life you mm. know what i mean that's just that's I, I i truly love that part of it and just being a father man and um you know what i mean just being it's the best being available and being there, whatever I can do, like that is what really matters. And spending time. I like, I, I enjoy like spending time and seeing my daughter. You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. Just spending time with her, like no matter what. If it's like, if like I finish work and I only have literally 30 minutes to see her or something, mm-hmm. I'll make my way down from wherever to see her for that 30 you know what i mean like that time with her is very valuable to me yeah it's a they're like a pool of happiness you know yeah you're down you good you see them you smile like your dad what's up yeah and you're like yeah, hey yeah. what's up bro what's up yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it man. you're like oh i'm good like yeah whatever I'm i was good. thinking earlier that's stupid actually i'm good this is what right now what matters right though right this little girl here or for me like the little the boys yeah you know yeah that's beautiful man man. you mentioned earlier that you played basketball in the states new mexico state go aggies yes yes sir how did you end up in uh, new mexico whoa funny like crazy crazy um story so um i um and so at first i was i didn't really qualify like to go to university right away from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, grades? 
Yeah, man. Stay in school, kids. Focus, fo- <laughs> kids. Focus, focus in, focus in, man. Uh, focus in, man. Like, like you know, focus in. All right, but um, so happened to now. Uh, my alternatives was to go uh, JUCO, so junior college, mm-hmm. and I actually had two um, that I was gonna go to. One in Texas, that was like top the top one, and then one in uh, Florida. Uh, Tallahassee um and then I was damn near like gonna go to Tallahassee um like I spoke to the coach and was like yeah man like I'm uh, I'm gonna come uh this is where I'm gonna come and I look forward to you know being there and etc etc because um you know Juco you go two years and then you um you know in the span of that two years you you're hoping to uh get picked up by you know, a Division One uh, school. So ultimately, I was like, I didn't qualify initially, but I, I'm betting on myself and my abilities. And when I get into the situation, that I'm gonna get something good. Mm. Um, and I was fine with that. But then we had a an All Star Game 2010 All Canada Classic that was held at the Air Canada Center. Mm. So that I had a I had a good I had a good game, good showing, and. Uh, a coach from New Mexico State. He's actually Canadian. He was the associate head coach at the time, Paul Weir. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there and uh, then he got in contact with me and showed interest that he wanted me to come there. Um, but the kicker with that was um, because I didn't qualify, I would have to redshirt for a year. So mm-hmm. sit out. Um, I wouldn't be eligible to play, but I would be going to school um, you know, to qualify there get my grades up and then have four years of eligibility of uh oh, in, at okay. that school right so i mean if you look at it it's not a bad day it's not a bad yeah. thing if you're looking at it long term right um attaining a degree and then being able to play for four years like you know what i'm saying it looks but mm. as a competitor and a, a teenager um mm. that you're so used to playing um constantly that mm. you can't fathom not playing mm. or competing right so i'm looking at it like hell no i'm not going over there to sit down for a whole year and not play mm. like i want to play like so that was the juco's in my mind so i, I kind of was hesitant with him um but going back to my mother um that she is <laughs> she's so heavily involved in things it's like he spoke to her and she and once she found out like oh four years of eligibility you can get your degree and that yeah, he's going. I just told him. Yeah, he's, he's. Don't worry about him. Like he's going. I don't know what he told you. I don't know what he told you, but he's going. And then so um, ultimately, her words stuck. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not like there's a choice, right? I had no choice when she got involved, and I was pissed when she got when I heard he spoke to her because I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I think that was a thing where it was like, yeah, I get to his mom. If you get to his mother, like you got him type shit. So <laughs> he he got the memo, got the message, and um, yeah, ended up fast forward. Ended up um over in New Mexico State. Um, ended up being an amazing choice. I got a I got a big her up. Her and Paul, we are on that one. Mm. The tandem on that one. I got a big him up, man. Like carved out a uh, that was the right um decision and it carved Mm -hmm. out a a, a nice little path for myself over there Mm -hmm. um so new mexico state in las cruces um got there red shirted went through the battles of that red shirt year 
um, and then and had my four years of eligibility, and it turned out pretty good, man. Mm. Especially starting out from a freshman, started slow, but then once I got op- my opportunity, um, I was ready for the moment. Opportunity, I took advantage of the opportunity and was able to make myself a name and became a household name mm-hmm. within the um, the Aggie um, organization, and I'm forever enshrined in that history, mm-hmm. um, and you know with that school. And I, I will, I still represent it to this day, man. I love, um, this, uh, you know, New Mexico State and the Aggies and Las Cruces. Las Cruces is my second home. I, I got family there still. Um, yeah, man, forever embedded. I got to actually have like any, um, a Las Cruces uh, tattoo, like the emblem. That's beautiful. Um, there, the, like the three crosses with the, yeah, man, there's an ode to it. I'm just, I, I want to add to it still. And, um, but yeah, I love that place. I'm forever Amazing. thankful and grateful, um, for the opportunity that I got there from Paul Weir and as well as Marvin Menzies and everybody over there, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2014 Western Athletic Conference Basketball Player of the Year. I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> How did that feel, man? Um, it shit felt amazing. I can't lie. Like, um, I think I, I can appreciate it more now. It's so crazy, man. Like I always talk to, I have these conversations with people all the time. Like you know, my peers and guys I went to school with, and and people that also, uh, you know, pros and shit like that is because we're so in the moment, man. We don't fucking understand it, it, exactly what we did. Like we don't look at it from a certain perspective of like what the fuck we did. Like a kid coming <laughs> from Scarborough, a kid coming from Scarborough didn't qualify um do you know what i mean always just put in work um uh, um you know got on my grind stuck to it always believed in myself confident in myself went through the ups and downs um proved myself right man i i you know what i mean i knew i can be um a player of the year and i knew what i was capable capable of and i always you know bet on myself against everybody else man so when that shit happened, it was just like a, man, I accepted it and I, I was super thankful, man. You know what I mean? And appreciative just because so much work went into um, getting that, you know what I mean? And and I, I feel like not that's not an award. Like I'm not a person that only just represents myself. I feel like I'm, I'm a representative of like the, the, the people, my, my, my people that are, um, that that are close to me and people who are alike like like, you know, like myself you know come from the same kind of story but maybe didn't make it to division one maybe didn't play much or my family my brothers that played basketball but stopped at a certain point and still um root, rooting for me represented me when i was over there and like my Jermaine, my 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 the middle brother, he's like that guy is probably like one of my biggest like supporters. Um, like he doesn't even know this, you know what I mean? But like I just I he doesn't even know that I I see him and I appreciate him and I I like I know like I, if you you can't talk bad about me nowhere where he's around, like whether <laughs> I'm in the country or not, like you can't say nothing about me. He'd be like, what? We talk like my brother. What are you crazy? Like you know what I mean? Like you'll ride. For, like that's one guy that come to me. But bro, why don't you like do this? Why don't I see you do this here? Why don't you do this? Like not everybody know you could do this, and you know what I'm saying. Like 
I do it for shit like that, man. Like that award is for like him type shit. You know what I mean? Like it's representative of like my family and my people around me that 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 support me and that couldn't uh necessarily do it themselves. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah, man, that shit means a lot. I love that, man. You represent your people. I love it. Because I agree with you. The things that we do, we don't really do it for ourselves. We do right. it for the people that we represent. You right. know? Like, I love that you said that, you know, for the people that didn't make it. That's for right. them too, you know? It's right. not really for you necessarily, but it's really for them. Right, man. I got, I, of course, we love this shit, man. Like, I love this shit. Like, you know, I love mm. this game. I fell in love with this game, like, you know, at a very young age, around like seven, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I put in the work. But at the end of the day, I, I'm one of those guys as well that I enjoy shit better when I have, like, my family and my real people circle around me to celebrate shit with me you know what i'm saying mm. like i'm really a scarborough guy man i really <laughs> represent the scarborough shit man so mm. um like yeah i i really embody that like if i can i'd rather like if i could win an award and have and bring my people with me like if i could go if i get invited to a party or or somewhere mm-hmm. and it's like ah oh, you just got to come by yourself i'd rather not go if i can't bring if i can't bring like my brother like my brothers with me my 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 close homies like mm-hmm. i don't i'm not interested because i don't care to party with like you guys and the rest of you, you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like i want to celebrate this shit with the people around me that this shit really represents and is like means a lot to 100% man i want to ask you and since it's been a topic for a few years now should the ncaa pay the athletes um i mean should they're getting paid now uh mm. they're, they're getting paid now with all the nil deals but i i, I yes i feel like it i was just a little bit uh, before the time man i was just too early <laughs> i was just a little bit too old my boy <laughs> <laughs> i was a little bit too old my boy like um no nah, but i i i love this shit for the fact that they're knowing they're like now they actually we knew how valuable we were to these schools mm. um because ultimately we're the players we're the ones that's bringing it you come they're coming to watch the players essentially mm. you know what i mean they're like when we do uh signing autographs after the game and shit like that it's to engage the fans it's to, to to allow the fans to to know that we are human as well as what we yeah we we we're, we're very skilled in this game we're talented in this game of basketball but we're we're real people where that you can touch that you can take pictures with that you can interact with like the young the younger generation that love that's looking up to us that would love to get a picture and talk to you and we could give them words of encouragement. Like, um, that's the shit we do it for. They come to see us. Right. So mm-hmm. it, I, like I've always been, I mean, I was kind of fortunate in a way some, I was able to, so I had a whole, they made a whole like air Canada, um, type of, um, you know, image for me or identity. Mm. Um, when I was in New Mexico state, that was, that was my nickname. As Air Canada. I mean, I feel like anybody that was Canadian back in the days that can jump, <laughs> that can jump was they called us Air Canada. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of homies that can jump and shit in different back then were called Air Canada. But, like, for me, 
that was my thing. And, um, and then, um, it was like, they had sign, they made signs. Uh, they made signs for me. I had a couple dudes over there that made, I had t-shirts. Mm. I had t-shirts that they, that, that we, we, um, ended up selling. We sold some, um, some merch and some, uh, you know, to, we, 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 we seen that opportunity and we just went with it, man. I rode that wave with the whole Air Canada, like, um, you know, merch and stuff like that. I wish, um, you know, didn't really know much about it as far as the business side of it, because now looking back at it, we could have made something, something good happen. You know mm. what I mean? Cause I think that started probably on my sophomore year. So if we could have probably, um, you know, made some sort of deal with like the, um, the merchants and people that are um, the manufacturers and stuff like that, that we could have figured some stuff out and, and um, sorted the, the business side of it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I love it for the fact that these guys are understanding their and knowing their worth and their value, um, yeah. their value and um, you know, they're getting rewarded for that because that scholarship money really doesn't do much, right? Like, um, it really does. That, especially if you live off campus, you get a little bread. You got to pay your rent. Got to pay a little phone bill. You know what I mean? And then and you can never like you're not allowed to receive a gift, right? Yes, back then you were not even allowed to receive any gifts. Like they can't give you. Like nobody could have came up to you and given you money or given you a sandwich, a, a car, car, or even a sandwich, like. They That's crazy. Like, they had to like literally go through the the school and a whole bunch of shit and oh, six man clubs and this and that or chair like raising funds and shit. It's just it's honestly, man, it's crazy. Like you couldn't even like the, even if you had anything with jerseys, I don't even think they like we couldn't get nothing. Like it's it was crazy. So I it's like modern slavery. It was modern day slavery, man. It's insane, man. I, I'm this glad shit. that they're getting paid now, but I think they shouldn't get paid more. Yeah, man. Like this shit, like it's modern day slavery, man. And like, I, like I'm glad because now you're seeing uh, kids as well, like hmm. in university, they they're in no rush to go to, especially like I I can just just like relating it to uh, Angel uh, uh, Angela Reese, the hmm. from the uh, from LSU. She. Um, like day one, and and she 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 played solid, right? And usually you you have a good tournament run. You want to go declare for the to, to play the pros. The draft, yeah. But she's not in no rush because of the nil deals that um that she's receiving and and the gifts and everything and that she deserves, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you don't have to rush there because now you can you could uh, you could get uh, paid or they can you'll get certain things um and you'll be comfy you'll be be able to have money in your pocket take care of your parents like mm. you know what i mean take care of family take care like take care of yourself so there's no rush to go to the pros and to have to deal with the rigors of being a professional right because some of them are not ready for that so yes. um nah man it's, it's good to see that shit man yeah talking about drafting you won 2014 2015 first team all american but unfortunately, you didn't get drafted to the NBA. How did right, you right. deal with that mentally? Um, I think it's um, dealing with the the reality of it. Like mm -hmm. once you get to 
um so i feel like once you get to a certain like a certain age because like you know like the nba and stuff like that is all um the younger the better that you come in right to be able mm -hmm. to to mold um and so it's like once you get you're getting older older and you're kind of not seeing yourself on the draft boards type like obviously you believe yourself and that's that's the ultimate goal but now once getting older and understanding that yo becoming a professional is not only the nba mm. like you can go over to europe and make a make a good living you know what i mean like mm -hmm. live live well and enjoy it as well so once i kind of changed that perspective and looked into it in that way of the reality of the situation mm -hmm. and coming um becoming like at peace with that understanding that that like this is probably this is more than likely what's going to be your path right here i feel like you know that acceptance allows you to drop um the ego and the pride and everything and then to understand to really do some research and understand like yo it's, it's nice over here if you mm. if you make it like life is make is what you make it right and also playing overseas is what you make it as well your 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 experience is what you make it mm. um you can be the person that goes oh man i'm in a foreign country like fuck man they don't have my regular food that i eat the regular drinks that i drink um what is this what is that and you stay inside you don't language go the language barrier you're not open-minded and it could be it could be terrible for you it could be a terrible experience but i feel like i was more i'm more of a, like an open-minded person so understanding that and i had some um i played in like you know a couple tournaments here and there i've been in like um, at that point in my life, before I became a pro, I played, I played in uh, China for a little bit, just for um, like a stretch um, of the university games that we did for like uh, a team for Team Canada. Mm. Um, we did like a little tour. Where we played in China, um, and then we ultimately played in Russia. So I played in Europe a little bit, seen the lifestyle. Mm. Um, I also played a tournament in Italy, so kind of understood what's over there. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to go overseas, go to Europe. That's all right. I'm good. I am good. So I feel like I wasn't crushed too much. Um, and I took it for what it was. And I was ready to accept it. And um, and I think that's what the key is for people. Mm. Open-mindedness. Beautiful. I like it. I hate this joke now online that... If a player get it to the NBA and somehow, you know, he fell through, meaning like not playing well, whatever, they always joke like, oh, go straight to China. Like, go to China. Hey, right. listen, that boy is getting paid. Are you getting paid? Like, how he's getting paid? You know nah, what I mean? For real. For real. And it's like part of this, man, it's just part of this generation shit, man. Like, mm. just like with with the social media being so prevalent and, 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 uh, and having, um, just so much avenues for people with us to say stuff mm. like on these comments and shit like that. Like sometimes they're just talking to talk, not understanding that like everybody's has emotions and are human beings at the end of the day. So it's like, and it's like, yo, you're behind a computer, man. What are you doing? Like you're talking, you're, like you just said, like you're here talking about somebody going to China, which he's still going to probably get paid a million mm. at least. What the, what are you doing on the other side? Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying typing and making this shit up like and making making it um making a joke out of it like obviously you know what i mean like it's cool to make jokes and shit is funny but it's like when you guys are um 
uh, just automatically resorting to that and you have no experience of, of being a professional mm-hmm. and, and how hard it is to actually be a professional and um you know he's in the nba like what are you you lo- probably love basketball or super fan and wish you could play basketball and you can't you know what i'm saying so i mean it is what it is you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's the banter is funny and shit too um you know what i mean it's cool but it's just funny how they just run right to that like mm. immediately 100% cuz it's insecurity right yes like you said that i want to do that but unfortunately i'm not i cannot be air canada You know, I can't right, dunk right. like you or shoot right. like you, you know. So uh, how am I going to do How am I gonna do that? I'm going to hurt you through my words. Right, right, you right. Know? You know what I mean? But um, how do you deal with criticism, though, personally? Criticism? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, feel like I, I invite it. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I I invited and I want to I want to know if there's something I can get better at. Like I want to know if um, I love that. Yeah, like I think I'm a person. Um, I'm always looking like if I do something, it's like like what do you think I could have done better? Like that was our like how I do. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like and even when people say no, no, it was good, it was good, it was good, but. Could I do this better? Or like, I, I like to inquire and to just challenge myself, man, because I, I feel like, um, you know, criticism as long as it's constructive and it's in the right place, um, you can't go wrong, man. Like, you gotta you gotta be able to learn from certain things and be able to um, be open to add things to your palate. Mm. Um, you know, because nobody is perfect, and every day, um, you know, is about leveling up and seeing what you can do to add um and to contribute to your greatness mm. um so i feel like i invite it and i'm like I'm, i want to hear what i can do well you know what i mean like obviously if if um, i do something well and they're like no man you really did that um amazing you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna really take that in and say all right i appreciate it you know what i mean like I, and once i ask if there's anything i can do if there's not Then that's cool too, right? That's cool too. Then maybe I'll just do it on myself, self-critiquing, and then try <laughs> to figure how I can make something even better. Mm, definitely. Which country did you play for where you found it difficult to adjust culturally? The hardest. Um, um, hmm. I would say China. For the fact that, um, say so, if you don't play in like, um, like a a Beijing or like Hong Kong, like one of the bigger bigger cities, because a lot of cities are still bigger, big over there, like compared to here. You know what I mean? Even if they're smaller cities over there, um, it's just um, you're really um everything is really like slim as far as like the your the, the food choices like certain <laughs> things that you're used to mm. like the more and more you get to the smaller cities is the less and less you're gonna see a brand that you recognize right um so you're gonna have to figure out how you're gonna navigate through that like how are you going to um, what is your diet gonna look like You know, now that you don't have everything at your fingertips that, um, you know, 
to to deal with it. even the time difference man over there you know what i mean i it, the time difference is crazy like you know what i mean while i'm up everybody's sleeping like mm. like dead dead sleep you know what i mean <laughs> like um and just being able and then when i was there not being able to have a car cuz it's so crazy the traffic in china <laughs> is crazy like is crazy man <laughs> like uh, that shit is wild so um having to navigate and to get used to catching cabs to go to practice catching cabs home um catching cabs to go to the game having a translator as well yeah I had a translator yeah, that was pretty dope uh and my man eric you know, that was pretty dope man like to have that um So I would say that just because it's so it's so much of a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um and I I was over there for a couple months after my first year pro. So I played in Germany that year and then after so yeah, my first year in Germany you got to just get used to everything, but it's like, you know, people more speak English mm. than, you know what I mean? Like than in certain parts of China. Like a lot of people didn't speak English, especially in the smaller cities. <laughs> Had our, you know what I mean? Like teammates barely did. We had teammates that didn't speak English. Our coach, How do you communicate? Yeah, our coach, he didn't need, bro. We had a translator for him. He spoke very little English. And we had a translator. So he'd be talking. And the translator's like, yeah, so so D, he wants you to do this and this and this. And you got to do better on this and this. And then we tell him something and then go back to it. Like, oh, so, man. So that was probably the most um interesting one but I loved every minute of it. It wasn't like I was dwelling in it. I loved every minute of it. It was just you couldn't move how you wanted to move. Yeah, I see that. For the interpreter and you know having problem not problem but challenges communicating with your coach and your fellow uh teammate your teammates. How did it improve you as a player? or as a person um as far as a person it's like i feel like it just made me understand that like yo man like like you have to be able to have patience with people mm. um for communication you have to learn how to uh communicate with people who don't speak english that well right and uh, learning just learning that the, the ones that do or even know a couple words or try like that's big time Because we don't know, well, I, like, we're not, I don't really know, I'm not fluent in another language, right? Like, obviously, like, uh, French is, uh, is the second language here, which I wish I would have paid attention more <laughs> growing up. Like, it's, it's kicking myself now, like, you know, playing pro and stuff. But mm. um, how hard it is to pick up on another language. So you have an appreciation for them, for, for, for learning and how they learn and um, trying Um, and once you open your mind more and um, I'm really good at like figuring out what they're trying to say, even if they don't say it correctly. So and 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 I'm pretty good at not making people feel stupid or feel weird. You know, what I mean, that mm. they may not be as good in, in or confident in their English. You know, what I mean, my like whenever they say that, it's like I'm like, you're it's all good, man. Be yourself. Like you can make mistakes. I'm gonna try to figure out what you're saying anyways. You're you know trying, I mean? to help you. you know? Yeah, you're trying. So I'm going to help. I'm going to try to help to make it easier for you. So you're not sitting here on a word 
and it's close to something I might know and I'm being a dickhead and acting like I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, yeah. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Me you know too. I, mean? like, I hate, I hate it. When, I hate when people do that. Like, you're trying to say something or you mean something and you say the wrong word in a wrong context, but you know what the hell they're trying to say. <laughs> so just say, oh, do you mean whatever? Like, make it, try to help, man. Get it close and I'll yeah. figure it out, you yeah, know? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> 100%. We talked about yesterday offline that You played in Finland and then mm -hmm. you played in Israel as well. And right. how the weather is, is so different and how the weather affected you personally. Mm -hmm. And because you're feeling down, maybe you have right. SAD, which is seasonal uh, disorder. Uh, yes. Let's talk about that. Like, what do you mean by that and how did it affect you playing? Um. So, yeah, the... My first time really, really, I think, learning about, like, um, depression and seasonal depression and stuff like that, the mental health stuff and, and aspect of this game mm. and being away was probably, yeah, it was definitely feeling because, um, you know, it was good. Everything was good going, with like, regular. But then after it came to the winter time, right, first of all, I was in, like, So I was in this place called Yuansu, right? And it's like the furthest north that you could be in Finland. It's damn near the border of Russia. It's the border of Russia, man. So it's the it's the it's the the, the, the furthest north that you could be in Finland. So imagine the winters and like already Finland is a lot of snow and shit. So now imagine the closest north, um, how much snow around, around that time. So the snow. Obviously, it's not a shocker because we're from. I'm from Canada, but the 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 height of it <laughs> was crazy, and like the some of the extremes where certain shit over here would be closed down over there is still operating, operating like yeah, snow. We got this much, what twenty centimeters, twenty twenty five What continue on? You know what I'm saying? Regular scheduled, um, But it got into the winter time. There's a certain point during the winter where there's only like three hours of sunlight. Ooh. So. Wait, what kind of sunlight? Can you see like a slither or like actually like sunlight, like bright? Like bright for only three hours. If it is, even if the sun is out. So other <laughs> yeah. than that, it's gray skies, right? Ooh. So three hours. So, and, it, and that's like a certain point, like in the morning. Like say maybe like a the the six a, a five six seven or a six seven eight slot. So imagine, <laughs> so imagine, if you go to sleep, right? If you wake up after that time, imagine waking it up and opening your window and it's dark. Mm. You go to practice for the morning session, it's dark outside. You come out of practice, it's dark. You go so literally you gotta. Put on all the lights. Um, uh, they, they they encourage us to take the vitamin D pills, right? Um, have your lights on. But it's ridiculous, bro. And then imagine, so you do that. Then you go to your next practice at like three, four-ish. It's dark. You come out, it's dark. You go to sleep, it's dark. You wake up, it's dark. For like the whole, <laughs> a whole couple months, bro. So, um The good thing was that we played that year. We were in two leagues. So the domestic league was the league that only Finland only. We played fin uh, Finnish teams only. 
And then um, the Champions League is we we were it's an international competition where we travel to different countries. We had like six, seven teams in our pool. Mm. Where we were able to travel around. So that kind of bought some time and, and we weren't there for the whole time when it was dark out. Mm-hmm. But I, what I can tell you is like, yeah, I feel like there's a shift in like, you know, just personality and, and my, like the, your mental because um, the no sunlight, man, mm. you know, the sun, the sun gives us energy. You know what I mean? The radius, our energy provides us with energy. So once you don't have that, especially if you're not used to it, um, it, it, it attacks your mental. Then you're like, yo, there's no sun. Your energy is low, right? Mm-hmm. So now you don't feel like going to practice. Now you, you're, 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 um, you're, not, you're not energetic, excited to go to practice. You're not, you know what I mean? Now it's a drag. Um, it's a drag. So now you get to the gym and you're just like, instead of like, all right, let's get better today. Your mentality is, I can't wait till this shit is over. Let's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just finish this. Let's just get in and get out. Um, and I, I also learned there because one of one of the players was like, you know, he was dealing with a lot of that mental mental battles. He was leading, you know what I mean? And we didn't really know. We just knew he was more. Just thought he was more like an emotional guy and stuff like that. But it was like it was really it really. Around that time, like the players would say, yeah, that he does this. Like you wouldn't come for some games, practices, because it's affecting him. Mm. Um, and so I learned that Finland is like top three. Is it within the top three for suicide rates? Woo! Yeah. Well, I think Japan is up there as number one. I think Japan is number one, yeah. Japan is number one and Finland is either two or three. So, um, yeah, because we had like a sit down with some um, – with some uh, like mental health advisors that came to come talk to us as well. Um, and I guess it was like also therapists, I think, that had their open door policy type of thing. Um, and yeah, man, so I think that was the first time that I learned about like that seasonal depression and depression and stuff like that and like the mental side of things because I kind of seen it in myself, but I didn't know I was doing it. I was just doing certain things where I was, um, going ghost from friends um i didn't really want to talk to anybody i was like people will call me i'm like man i don't feel like talking you know what i mean yeah i'll watch the phone ring i'll watch the phone ring um i'm good right now i don't feel like talking right now you Mm. know sleeping a lot more you know try to pass the time um and doing things to just pass the time man you know what i'm saying so Mm. it's like um that is like the first time I've seen that and, you know, kind of affected me in a way as far as that part of not being, um, to be like emotionally unavailable just as far as to friendships and relationships and stuff like that, man. It's mm. just, I keep putting myself in a little box in the corner away from everybody um, instead of more like opening up. I think that, that, that would be a time more where you open up and you tell, you know, your friends and, 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 I'm partner and stuff like that. Like, damn, I'm shit. I'm going through it right now. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I feel like even back then, it's like you know, for us, that wasn't a big thing to really mm-hmm. open up in those ways and to mm-hmm. really utilize our family, friends, partners as um, you know, support to help each other through and to be like, look, man, there's no fucking sun out here, man. Like, I'm going through it. You know, <laughs> so 
Um, but yeah, man, I, I that shit is learning. Actually, I took that experience and learning, man, and mm-hmm. um, something that I pride myself on being able to fight through, recognize at a certain point, fight through, mm-hmm. um, and, and and ultimately make it through that. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you go to therapy, or are you going um, to therapy? No, but I after my second year of actually after being there in Finland. I had a, um, I, I dived into like the more into the mental side of things and, mm-hmm. um, and this like performance and stuff like that because I had an injury, a serious knee injury on my jumping knee on my left knee. I had a, I had to get microfracture surgery. Oh, so no. I had cartilage missing. Oof. So I had to get a, a procedure that included like, um, artificial cartilage and, and stem cell transfer, mm. um, for my knee and I feel like during that time my surgery just put me in a in such a dark place because mm-hmm. I'm like damn I'm missing a whole year of basketball I had a great year I'm supposed to be leveling up and moving to this way in Europe to mm-hmm. now I can't even make anything now, now I'm not even I can't even play I can't do anything I'm can't not, even walk I'm not, I can't even walk I was on crutches for two months so um, it put me in a spot but then after once um kind of again just kind of check myself like man what we're we gonna do just sit down sit down and and, and, and lay down and, and feel sorry for myself because i had a f- so what bro like now we just trying to figure this shit out all right what's the next steps so i'm out for this long all right steps 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 um crutches for this long and then once i start get out the crutches and i start moving and, sh- and shit like that and i can start working out building the confidence back and then um i feel like i just got into a space where Um, I wanted to learn more about, you know, um, I, I was a, a big overthinker and I think I had some sort of anxiety, right? But mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I think the anxiety I had in turn wasn't, it was like a two-edged sword. So it was at a point it became anxiety as far as overthinking things, but that overthinking and anxiety also, I think I used it a lot to my advantage. It was positive for me in the way that because I was so afraid to fail and didn't want to fail mm. that I made it no option to fail. You know what I mean? And mm. I made it as some shit is like, bro, we're doing this. I don't know what this other plan if I fail and I don't do it's looking like. So I'm going to do it, whatever mm. it takes. Right. Um, so I started, you know, watching some, um, documentaries that changed my change up my health like my, my eating uh, mm-hmm. my diet stuff like that um and then became started i got back into i used to be a big reader as a mm-hmm. kid and i got back into reading books and um my 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 friend she got me a book um that's called pure performance by george mumford and mm-hmm. it's i think it was a a sports psychologist that worked with the Chicago Bulls and Jordan mm. and um, um, yeah, Phil Jackson. And he also worked with the Lakers and introduced like, like MJ to uh, meditation and mindfulness breathing and stuff like that. So I read that book and that book really changed my perspective and mind on mental health and um, mindfulness and the, the, Uh, mental ways of just attacking your performance and how it could affect us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and once I saw that, 
I feel like that helped me um, put me in a different space, like my headspace of um, improving my performance and my um, my the, the, just my mental approach to the game and to life. Mm, beautiful. Unlock Souls. I love that page. Thanks, and brother. I, I love that one of the favorite posts that you did this the pregame preparation post. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that post because I feel yeah. like a lot of kids they don't know what preparation is. They just jump on the court and taking three pointers like Yo. they're Stephen Curry. Yes, yes. They're steps, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, talk man. about that. Um, so the Unlock Souls originally started off as different name, um, Open Gym Mentality. Mm. which I got that uh, speaks for itself. Basically, I, like I said, I'm a big, I was a big overthinker and, and, and anxious at times. So I feel like within my performance, I mean, it helped me because I was like before big games, I would think like, yo, man, I have to score 20, whatever. I have to <laughs> score 20 this game. I have to play good because if I don't, then they're going to say, you know, I was so worried about like, like motherfuckers are going to be like, yeah, you're not really that guy. You're not, you're supposed to be the leader on the team. You're not really. So that shit fueled me and drove me to want to do better. And there was just certain things and performances of like where in an open gym setting. So open gym basically is just like a run. Like when mm -hmm. you go to the YMCA, just an open run. So yeah. we would have open gyms like after like off season, preseason, like, you know what I mean? With the guys on the team. And it's like, I would play with a different confidence, shoot the ball with a different confidence um, than I would in a in in a game setting, like within practice with coaches around, um, in in an actual game. And I didn't, I couldn't understand that shit. Why? Like mm. what the like what was the mental bare block is in with that? You know what I mean? I think I felt like it was a thing where I was afraid to fail in front of people. You know what I mean? I was afraid to, I didn't want to miss two, three shots in a row. And then they talk about me. And then now I'm like, oh man, oh, now I get into the mode of, you know, I can't miss this instead of, man, I put this work in. I know I missed four. I'm, well, I'm confident in this fifth one going in. Right. So it's like the, the, the mindset that I had, I feel like once I recognized it and I was like, yo, open gym mentality, like, let me, that was like a moniker. That was a thing for me of what I used, like a, a trigger for me, I use once I recognize it to help my performance and help me play better. Open gym mentality was like a thing I tell myself, like open gym mentality equates to um, playing freely, paying, uh, playing with no conscience, being confident, being your, your, your highest self, your true self, mm. um, unapologetically, right? Like, um, and leaving it all out there and whoever they're gonna everybody's gonna talk and have some shit to say so it's not even worrying about nobody else it's not about my thing now what i go by is not about yo i'm not proving you guys wrong i like this shit when i when i accomplish what i want to accomplish it's me proving myself right because i know i can do this shit so once i do it yo I, when you say oh Oh wow, you could do that? Like, damn, I was wrong. Like, bro, I don't care what you think. I I was right. <laughs> That's my <laughs> mentality. So it started off from that and then I changed it from open gym mentality because the Raptors have like a uh, reality type of series where it's like it's called open gym. Oh and, yeah, I've seen this, yeah. Right? So I think it's not nothing to do with anything, but because I 
my field had something to do with basketball and that's uh, the basketball and NBA. I didn't want, I envisioned my brand becoming big worldwide. Of course. So once I get to a certain level, I don't want any, um, I don't want anything where anybody's going to be like, well, open gym and open gym mentality. Like even those two different things. Yeah. I don't want that shit. Of I course. want you to be like, like unlock souls. Like that shit, it, it means something like that. That, that shit is like, you want to know, unlock souls like damn what like i like that but what the fuck is the meaning behind that like so i had to go back in the lab challenge myself to go back in the lab and um find a, a name that best represents that and me so i came up with like unlock souls because it's like i want to be i, I felt like realizing open gym mentality was me freeing myself from my mental constraints of of having myself and like you know my thoughts and a mental in, in my uh, in my my mind just locking it up like now they're free i unlocked that um that that my way of thinking and the perspective i shifted that and now um i'm free to be able to follow these principles um of playing free being authentic being uh, true to myself your highest form of yourself right and um confidence and no conscience like i feel like it represents all of that and um and unlock souls was it just speaks for itself in that aspect and i um realized it once i realized it myself i applied it to other uh, like teammates and and friends that i've noticed things in if i i see something in them and i'm like bro why do you why I see you play in open gym. Why do you play like this in the game? And then I and then I tell them about kind of my story and and they're like, oh shit, like that's how I feel. So once it was kind of like that, I was like, okay, I got something here. Right. I and love and it. part of my duty is is I want to be able to share this shit with everybody, especially um, guys around our age that are are, you know, are thinking it, but maybe are not um really open to to show that. To, to everybody to be vulnerable enough to be like shit like yeah I, I was like struggling with this but now i'm recognizing it and i'm able to fix that that's beautiful i was actually literally talking to my eldest about this that you know open gym you see players like whoa this guy is like cooking mm -hmm. and then when the lights is brighter they vanish yeah Yes, you know, yeah. and I love that idea. Like you unlock that person's soul. That like, right. you know, dude, don't worry about it. Just make shots. Don't like it's gonna yeah, come. Man. You know how to do this. Yes, you yes. Know? That that's what I like. I said when I try to coach kids or some people, I'm like, you know how to do this. Let's not fool mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking about the result. Just mm -hmm. take the jump shot. You mm -hmm. know it's you know it's, and I love that you said that. Once I take this this shot, it's going in. You don't know if it's going in or not, right? But you gotta believe that it goes in. You gotta be, you gotta believe like um, a lot of successful people have that big confidence in themselves, where they think whether they say it or not, they embody it. Mm. The confidence, like, yeah, I know I'm the shit. I know my shit is going to work. I know that, like. I'm the, whether you think so or not, but I know I'm really the best player on the court right now. You mm. know what I mean? I know I'm really the best coach, like, or 
Uh, this is in my field, what I'm doing, like no one's doing what I'm doing. Like I feel like, and, and focusing on yourself rather than comparing your, yourself to other people, man. Like, I feel like it's, it's about you. If you want to get, you want to achieve a certain level of greatness, you want to do this. Like, obviously there's somebody you want to hold yourself to a standard to that you can, which is, it's perfectly fine, but don't get lost in that chasing somebody else that you lose yourself right so that's why it's like often i um it's like it's, you gotta it's fun challenge yourself man like i often tell people like yo challenge yourself you don't stop saying i hate when people say i can't like mm. yo i can't do that like that's like the thing that turns me off the most because it's like nah man like bro i can't do that no nah, i just can't like do between the legs like yes you can uh, that shit takes practice. You think everybody jumped out here and just did between the legs, step back? Like, no, man. It took, like, many tries, many misses. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, start slow and build. So it's, like, it's it's cool. It's funny how life works because I'm also, like, um, you know, I also train kids and, and I'm a coach as well. So it's, like, learning in the space of, like, seeing kids. And, I like, I don't blame them because I was once there as well, right? Like you feel like you can't do something or it's not happening right away. And you're like, man, fuck this shit. I can't do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. because you're thinking, you're looking at somebody who's doing it, but you're not understanding that like, yeah, some people pick it up faster than others, but it's a process for people, right? Mm. Everything is a process. You don't just jump in to do something. And then no, you got to make progressions. It's one between the legs. Now you just keep doing between the legs, maybe. Boom. And then now when you build up enough, muscle memory confidence so now in in you're you're exceeding what you're doing with the between your legs now you throw in that the other side it's gonna be a little bit you may lose the ball but you're doing you're trying it so with enough practice in the muscle memory like you'll figure it out just like you figured out to do the first between the legs type of thing so i feel like it's just like having that a, a genuine belief in yourself and um, that confidence in yourself, man, and throwing away the word I can't and just like, I will. Like, it, 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 like it, it may take me uh, more time than this person or that person, but if you're like dedicated and, and you actually want to do this shit, then you will do it. 100%, my man. Listen, I think we're there, my man. I really, really appreciate it and I enjoy this conversation with you, man. I hope you did too. Of course, man. Um, like, like I said, um, thank you for um, you know just you know allowing me to come on this platform and to uh, share this space and this energy with you, brother. Because, um, like I said, I, I I went through your profile as well, and I've seen the content, and um, you know, just seeing from when you uh, you you did the podcast with uh, Victor mm. over there. Like that's my guy. That's my brother. My you know what I mean, that's my brother right there, man. Mm. That's my. That's my. That's a. That's a guy right there. That's a big supporter as well. I've always been, gr like big heart, great energy. Amazing always, guy, man. Like, yeah. uh, uh, deserves everything that he has and is gonna get, man. Like, that's like, those are the type of people, man. Genuine people, you know what I mean. Yeah. So when I seen him post that, and just from my conversations with him and seeing that that interaction, man, I love that shit. So I was like, I gotta post this, man. Like, I was just supporting him and then also you as well. Just finding that out, I'm like. Yo, I love this. You know what I mean? And so it means a lot for me, uh, to me, to be able to come onto this platform and to touch on certain things. And um, 
give you background information on some things as well like you know as far as like with the brand um um and just like my mentality and and upbringing and stuff like that because those are things that i um those are things that i you know uh, are near to my heart man so beautiful thank you thank you so much thank you thank you for one thing i just want to give a shout out to for uh, sure you know unlock souls the brand um Mind Gym, where I'm a mental skills assistant at, and the team. Shout out to um, you know Sam Tita, that's my boy. That's Black Men Style. He's doing his thing there. <laughs> um, to Vel Canada, um, the SC Academy is where I coach with. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rich One I Want brand. That's my brother's brand. Um, he has a clothing brand, and then also All About Racks. They, they both have their clothing brands. So I just wanna. And um, all my everybody, you know, no, I love you, that support. Um, you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, yeah, man. JBH Fresh. Can't forget my boy, too. Oh, I, I don't think we did it. I'm sorry. But tell us if anyone wants to reach out to you or if not yeah, anyone. Not, they'll, they'll find that. But, um, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, um, you know, my page is um, nine, you can find me at 91Mully on Instagram. Um, also, I, I got the unlock souls, um, underscore on there as well. It's connected, you'll see it in my profile. Mm. Um, and also, like the mind gym and limitless performance of where I work with, with the um, I work with two sports psychologists in our in our uh, mental skills program that we have for the for the for the youth. Mm. Um, so check that out, um, you know, with the mind gym. And yeah, man, that's that's where you can find me, you can reach, reach out to me, and um. Yeah. Awesome. Again, thank you, Daniel, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it, man. Man, once again, thank you so much, man. And and shout out to my daughter, man. Shout out to Zara. <laughs> I love you, baby. Yeah, you know, you're the best. Uh, but thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. All right, you too. Bye. Again, Male, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Del Yosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.